Today on Twitter Spaces, our special guest is an NFT project that is a collection of radioactive flowers. Uh, the name of the project is Digibuds. Welcome to our spaces. Uh, can you guys tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you into NFTs and what made you decide to create this collection? Yeah, sure. I'll I'll talk first about how I you know discovered what NFTs are. Um, so actually, um, I know you know the main NFT space. Most people talk through Twitter, but I actually discovered NFT art on Instagram. Um, there's this one artist I follow. You guys may know uh, Fido's art. He does this like really trippy um, kind of. I don't want to say landscape, but it's just like surreal looking skies, landscape, nature. Um, if you've seen it, you know it's where it gets pretty distinct. Um, so yeah, that's how I got into it. And I just, you know, um, first it was from the art perspective. And then of course, um, I knew about crypto and whatnot. But, you know, after seeing that, you know, just getting into it, that's, that's how I got here going into the PFPs too. Um, Faisal, you want to, do you want to say anything or Jonathan? Uh, in terms of how I got into the NFT space, um, Mostly on my side, it's from having interest in development of NFTs and then also just development in general on blockchain. Uh, did a lot of development uh, on the blockchain and then, you know, met up with uh, Suchi and Faisal and started to get interest in creating the NFT project. Is this the first uh, NFT project that you guys started on or have you done one in the past? Um, I've done other crypto stuff in general, um, a lot of other NFT work, um, not really generating NFTs, um, more on the uh, buying and selling side of it and interacting with uh, different marketplaces. What made you guys go the flower route? A lot of people are going like cats or chimps or apes. <laughs> I'll answer that one. <laughs> I'll answer that one, no problem. So actually, um, so just a little bit about myself. Um, I kind of do art more as like, it's a fun thing for me to do. It's really therapeutic. And I just enjoy drawing things that don't really exist. Um, so one day I actually like created a cute little creature that I wanted to call. And um, I used the phrase like, of you know, this phrase, take time to stop and smell the roses. Well, I was thinking, take time to stop and lick the roses because I like, you know, a little weirdness <laughs> to my art. So it was kind of based on that phrase and it was a little looking, it was kind of resembled a digibud, but of course I refined it now. Um, so really that's how I first drew a digibud, but the backstory, yeah, like, you know, I didn't, digibuds aren't really animals. They're not humans. Um, and so it kind of made sense to have, you know, like a cool backstory like that. Um, if you take a look at the NFTs, you can kind of see you know, I want to celebrate digital art. And you can tell that it's digital art by some of the glitchy effects. Um, that's like another aspect. Um, the backstory for those that don't know. Um, so Digibuds were once uh, a wild uh, field of wildflowers. They were tainted by radioactive byproducts from a secret underground lab. And the results after they bloomed were these Digibuds. Um, so that's kind of the backstory there. Um, just kind of my own weirdness. And I mean, honestly, my inspirations are things like Neopets, Pokemon. When I was younger, I really liked Lisa Frank. So, you know, all those colors. But in general, yeah, like nothing against animals or anything. But I, um, even when I draw animals, it's usually ones that don't exist. Like, 
I think I have like a bunny pig on my Instagram. Like I kind of just like that weird vibe. Um, I do like pop surrealism, um, some of that lowbrow, um, and just kind of that fun type of art. So I think with my style, this kind of art makes more sense. Um, as it's so a little, you know, illustration wise, but it's not full on 2d cartoon. Kind of a weird question here, but do you guys play video games? Um, I do sometimes, but I feel like that would be more Faisal. <laughs> yeah. Why? No. What's up? Because as soon as I saw Radioactive, the first thing that popped into my head was the video game Fallout. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but <laughs> that's what popped in my head when I when I saw that you had Radioactive Flowers. Oh yeah, no, I've definitely had a lot of friends that are that are super into that and, and all the expansion packs. But no, I, I definitely see the uh, the similarities. But I was more of the world of warcraft guy uh and spent you know probably wasted more than half my life on it <laughs> and um you know uh, just mmos and then probably halo and you know first person shooters but no fallout uh that's definitely definitely radioactive there <laughs> so your guys whitelist is closing soon right yes our our whitelist is oh by the way this is Pfizer speaking right now um our whitelist will be closing on the 13th and um with that, um, one of our main, you know, priorities is accessibility um, for our community. So we made the criteria for the whitelist um, somewhat simple. Um, and all you would have to do is follow us on Twitter, um, join our Discord, and invite two friends with your personal invite link. And um, we, you know, add you immediately um, to the whitelist as soon as you DM'd me. Um, right now, um, we are, you know, we're able to add people straight from the contract. That we've achieved so far. Our smart contract was actually released the other day um, with Jonathan and his team finishing up the work on that. Um, they did a really, really, really good job. They've been working on it for the last three months. Um, but sorry, I, I digress. Uh, yes, to answer your question, uh, we did we, um, our whitelist does end on the 13th, a day before our pre sales drop. What's the total amount of Digibudget you guys are releasing? Sorry, can you repeat that? What's the total amount of Digibuds that oh, you guys are releasing? Uh, 10,000, and five of them will be Super Rares. We call them Super Buds. Okay. Can you go a little bit more into detail about the rarity and the Super Buds? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take this one. So the Super Buds, um, I've only released one kind of to show for the public eye, but one kind of looks like this scrambled egg. But to get on with the main Digibuds, um, there's kind of two main head shapes you'll see. Uh, the one on our PFPs right now, they're called drop heads. And then, um, so I have on my personal account, Spicy Stimuli, you can see the version with the splat head. So really, there's going to be two main shapes. And then color-wise, um, it's going to be either blue, salmon, yellow, purple, orange, or green. And then even further among those, about 15% of the NFT um, Digibuds will have a melt skin. So that's when they look a little extra trippy. Um, neither of my profile pictures have it, by the way, but my spicy stimuli one does. And then there'll be also just a handful of like, not super rare, but pretty rare, as in like less than 50 each of the these really trippy um, Digibud heads. And they're kind of like rainbow vibes. Um, I don't think I've released any of those examples yet either. But in terms of traits, um, other than heads, we'll have Eyes, mouth, object, glove, shirt, orb, and cheeks. And cheeks, um, about 25% of the Digibuds won't have cheeks. Um, 
yeah, that's that's kind of in terms of the traits. So there's really nine main traits or nine main attributes and a hundred, a little over 150 total traits. So you're going to be doing your minting on Polygon, right? I think you guys are the first artist that I've interviewed on Polygon, if I could remember. Oh, that. yeah, yep. Uh, <laughs> yep, we're, we're releasing on Polygon. Um, originally, we were on the ETH platform, but then, you know, we realized, you know, we thought it was best to try out Polygon. You know, it's a gas-free transaction, you know, still using ETH wrapped Ethereum. Um, so we're really excited to move that, to move to Polygon, yeah. I think it has a lot of advantages personally um, over, especially when you're a newer project. Maybe if uh, like, you know, somebody like a, a Mutant API club were to drop a new project, ETH would be advantageous towards them because they could set a high floor price. But I think for newer artists, gas is definitely a concern. You know, if you're going to put something out, um, let's say a $40 piece, and then you're paying two hundred dollars on gas. It's kind of it kind of deters people. For I think, in my opinion, at least oh, from purchasing that NFT. <laughs> yeah, no, that was kind of our thing. Yeah, we wanted to make the experience as efficient as possible on your wallet. Um, and we've also, you know, on our website, we've set up steps to try to make it more seamless because we do realize it is an extra step. Um, we're also giving out free Matic for those that are unable to attain it or just don't want to. Um, usually when you bridge your Ethereum, I think uh, you get a little bit of Matic for free anyway, but little things like that, we're going to try to help out because um, it is not as intuitive as um, an ETH purchase. All right. Um, when is the official launch going to be after the whitelisting? The official launch will be 48 hours after the pre-sale, so it will be on December 16th, um, approximately 10 p.m. Central Time. And that's, you know, we're going to have a Discord party, you know, I've got the tune set up, um, you know, we've got everything, you know, prepared for that night um, to, to have that launch. We're excited for it. What are you setting the white price at and what is the public sale price going to be? Okay, so um, the whitelisted prices, uh, the unit price will be 0 0.04 um, wrapped Ethereum, plus that really, really tiny amount of Matic. And the um, public sales will be a discount model pricing structure. And the transaction options that you'll have is either a single Digibud, three Digibuds, or 10 Digibuds. And um, it'll start at 0 0.06 wrapped Ethereum and, um, um, you know, be discounted as you buy more. Um, but yes, we're doing a one three ten model with that. For people that are unfamiliar with purchasing NFTs on the Polygon network, are they able to use the same wallet as they would in ETH, like uh, Truffle Wallet and MetaMask? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jonathan. Okay. Yeah. So you'd be able to use the same MetaMask wallet that you have. Uh, the only thing that they're going to need to do is uh, set up Polygon and then bridge their Ethereum over. And if you look in our um, FAQ, there's steps to do that. Um, most of those steps are using uh, Polygon's website to, to bridge the ETH and show you how to set up your MetaMask. But yes, yeah, so you would use your same wallet and your address actually stays the same as well. So you would just be changing the minute that you're going to be buying on Correct. Very cool. All right, let's start with the roadmap here. Um, after the first 
1,000 Digibuds that are sold, you guys are going to be releasing rarity rankings. Um, are you going to be doing that for every 1,000 that you release, or is it going to be instantaneous after the first 1,000 for every one after that? So our goal is it for it to be um, instantaneous after um, a thousand are actually there, like, and then it'll adjust accordingly. That's our plan. Yeah. Okay. I've seen projects in the past where after the first thousand, the rarities get updated until two thousand or three thousand or so on and so forth. So just God. curious if no, how that's going to work. Um, yeah. How are, how are people going to be able to calculate the rarity? Is it going to be through something like Rarity Sniper on um, on Discord? Yeah, so that was one of our options. We we're looking into a couple different sites because we know, you know, they have a little bit different rarity calculations. But Rarity Sniper is one we're looking at. Um, rarity tools will unfortunately be not. Originally, we were going to go with Rarity tools, but they're kind of um, against Polygon projects, it seems. So we're not going to be able to be listed on there. But we looked at Rarity Sniper and a couple others. That was kind of um, the direction we we're going at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I think rarity tools is against anything that's not Ethereum. I, <laughs> I, I haven't seen any any other types of projects on there, no Solana or anything. Right, exactly. I should have said anti non-ETH. <laughs> All right, so after 2,500 of your Digibuds are sold, um, you're going to start doing airdrops to 50 verified holders. Um, how are you doing the selection process for that? Is it going to be something that's like... Uh, Random random number generators for whoever bought specific ones. How are you going to calculate who gets what? Yeah, so I can answer that. So at twenty five hundred sold, um, there's an automatic call that happens to Chainlink VRF to get a random number. That random number is then returned, and then we're able to use that um, random number with module to select uh, fifty different token IDs. Um, we store those on chain. And then we will be gifting out, uh, airdropping out to those 50 addresses. So they'll be to existing token holders. That's another big advantage of being on Polygon. Airdrops are pretty much, doesn't cost a thing. You know? so mm -hmm. it kind of uh, helps everybody all the way around. Yeah, that's so, a, it's a big advantage for a lot of a lot of things, even, even with using Chainlink. Um, using Chainlink on an Ethereum was actually not going to be really that possible for us just in terms of pricing. And it's probably one of the reasons that we initially started looking into Polygon and moving over to Polygon is, you know, needed a better cost-effective uh, Oracle service. So if somebody goes and they purchase, uh, let's say, Digibud 1100, and then they go and they put it on the secondary market, does the, new wall, does the new wallet still qualify for the airdrop of the yeah, first 2500 So it would be whoever owns um, the token at that time. Okay. Enough. So, yeah. So if it, if it moved over, if you had sold it to somebody else, that person would be the one that would be eligible at that point. Okay. So it would be routed specifically to specific uh, at 50%, you're going to be doing a raffle for five holders. Uh, what kind of prizes are you giving away? Yeah, so um, a lot of it we're going to kind of just want to ask the community to see, you know, what they're interested in. Um, but we're thinking kind of in the realm of anything from, you know, some really nice electronics, um, even maybe some festival passes, like music festival passes, just kind of see, you know, like, what would people like? Um, 
you know, because every community is different. So we're kind of brainstorming a few different ideas on that. And we'll even um, have the community chime in. That was kind of our goal at that point. All right, we're just going to keep cruising down this roadmap. 75%, um, it's saying that you guys are going to focus on growing awareness towards mental health problems. Um, any specific uh, goal that you have going here as far as donations, community involvement, um, how are you going to go about this? Yeah, so um, we're planning on doing a 10 ETH donation. Um, and we're, it's going to be a community chosen charity again, but we've already kind of picked a few out that they could choose from, but we're also open to you know suggestions. Um, some of the ones that we have in mind are uh, the Teen Project, Mental Health America, um, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, uh, Logout Center for Digital Wellbeing, and Whole School Mindfulness. And I believe all of them um, take Ethereum. So that's one of the requirements we had. So that's really nice. There's a lot of mental health awareness I've seen in the NFT space. Um, is it something that uh, one of the team members has struggled with in their life? Or is it something that maybe a family member has struggled with that made you decide that you wanted to go this route? Yeah. Um, so I struggled with my mental health probably since I was uh, 16 years old. I'm 27 for reference. So a little over 10 years. Um, I've been diagnosed with all sorts of things to the point where I just, it's such a subjective topic, even for medical professionals that like, I get it. Everything is a spectrum, you know, if, depression, bipolar. The only difference between the two is one, you get mania, um, you know, things like that. So I've been dealing with um, issues kind of for a long chunk of my life. Um, also, uh, my sister committed suicide in 2016. Um, Faisal's had a friend that's overdosed. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, those are some instances that hit really uh, close to us. So really like a lot of, you're right, a lot of projects do say mental health awareness, but like, what does that really mean? For us, that means, you know, just acknowledging that these hurdles exist and kind of destigmatizing the conversations around it. So like yesterday, or wait, today's Thursday. So two days ago, uh, we hosted our first Therapeutic Tuesday. And it was really just a session where I invited people to just come talk about whatever. I mean, it could be your life story, um, just something you're struggling with, even just like really anything. And it was a super organic type of conversation. Um, someone brought up their anxiety. Um, someone talked about coping mechanisms and weird symptoms that aren't generally part of anxiety. And, you know, like things that aren't as stereotypical that you'd read online, like anxiety. Most people think it's just like, oh, you're worrying too much. And you're just, um, you know, just you just need to calm down and breathe. But like anxiety for some people is literally only physical. You can mentally be okay. And you go to the doctor, you try to get an EKG, nothing's wrong with you. Like, you know, like really talking about people that with that struggle, um, you know, because we we've dealt with that. So, I mean, I'm not a therapist by any means, but um, throughout the years, I've definitely developed a lot of coping mechanisms and I'm in a much better place than I used to be. So I just kind of want to give back to those struggling because I remember when I first started struggling like, I didn't even know what was going on. I'm like, why is my body so tired? Like, why am I sleeping 14 hours a day? Like, I didn't understand, <laughs> you know? So, um, and it just felt like I felt so silly because it wasn't 
caused by anything specific. Um, so I was kind of in denial for a while and it really took a toll on me. Um, and it's just kind of, it's just, yeah, it's just scary to start dealing with those things. So I just want to have a platform where people can come talk because sometimes people don't have anyone in their real lives. And I also have uh, on Discord, a real talk channel, basically kind of the same thing as the Therapeutic Tuesdays, except anyone in there can kind of talk about whatever. However, I also give the option for people to message me privately for me to post on their behalf. Um, because sometimes it's just, you don't want to, you don't want to be yourself, you know, you, you want advice, but you're, you're not ready to talk about it with your own account or anything. So yeah, that's kind of how we're addressing it. You know, of course the donation as well in our roadmap, but like really going out there and actually interacting with the community. Yeah. And and just to, to piggyback on that, um, you know, some part of our vision is for, you know, in the future when we see some DigiBud holders, um, if somebody's rocking a DigiBud PFP on their profile, um, you know, someone could look at that and be like, okay, that's somebody that I could go to and, you know, talk to and, you know, have a safe space with. And, you know, they, they seem like an advocate that would... Um, sympathize with what I'm going with, so um, I'll feel comfortable reaching out to them. So that's kind of the vision that we have. Yeah, like if you guys know that if you're in the U.S., the McGruff houses like that, except <laughs> like it's safe space for, you know, talking about whatever. Yeah, I mean, sometimes the most important thing that uh, you can do for somebody is just sit there and listen. Um, myself personally, I've for a large part of my adult life, I struggle with alcoholism and drug addiction. Um, Thankfully, I was able to, you know, get my life in order and uh, get through, you know, the difficulties that I dealt with. But I definitely struggled with a lot of depression, suicidal thoughts when I was going through it, even when I was coming off it, um, you know, for quite some time. I, I would say a good six months after I stopped drinking and, and doing like my I don't really like sharing too much, but I, I used to be a, both a cocaine and heroin addict and I was a pretty severe alcoholic. And uh, when I stopped doing all this stuff 10 years ago, um, you know, the the hardest thing about recovery is that you get your feelings back uh, because for all that time I was numbing my feelings and I wasn't really dealing with anything in life. Every day was just, you know, get high, get drunk, don't deal with shit and uh, continue the next day. And, you know, like being in a 12 step program now that they say to you, you know, like. The best part about getting off drugs and alcohol is getting your feelings back. And the worst part about being off drugs and alcohol is getting your feelings back. And and I understand, like, now personally, like, I feel that I have to give back to people in order to keep it. So I totally understand where you guys are going, where you say that, you know, I have to, uh, you know, just listen to people sometimes. That's all people really need. You know, just give them a space to, to hear you out or, you know, maybe I'm having a bad day sometimes and I just got to voice how I feel. And that's important, too. So. I really commend you guys on doing that, you know, and it's it's cool that you leave the space open so people can like chit chat with you, even if it's something stupid. Sometimes we build huge mountains out of little molehills. So really awesome that you guys are doing stuff like that. Thanks. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And, and, and that's exactly the sentiment behind all of it. You know, like, yeah, I haven't dealt with addiction, but exactly dealing with my mental health struggles, knowing that, you know, how how terrible it can be. Um, hoping that sharing my story and being so open about it will help people acknowledge it and also share their stories. And I feel like that alone can kind of help you cope with it in general. 
So once you guys sell out of your Digibuds, it said that you're creating a treasury fund. Can you go into a little bit of detail about how that's going to work? Yeah, so I'll give a little information on both uh, 75% and 100%. So if you look inside of our contract, you can actually see that the um, transfers to both the uh, charity address and to the tre uh, treasury address will be automated. So, you know, we're we're not rug pulling any anybody with funds. Um, what we're saying is within the contract, and you can see that those funds are going to get sent out to uh, where they're supposed to get sent out. Um, the treasury fund will be used for uh, future development of, uh, you know, new DigiBuds, um, offshoots of it. Um, there may be a ERC to 20 token coming. Um, just kind of, you know, future development and future, future futures. Future futures. So talking about future futures, is there going to be uh, any other projects that you guys have going on down the line? Once you maybe sell out of this, are you going to do the second generation? Is there going to be a different type? Is there going to be like DigiBlanche? Or <laughs> no, exactly right. If you know, um, depending on the direction of our project, of course, yeah, that was definitely our plan. Some type of offshoot little bud. Um, I have some ideas in the works, but don't want to promise anything yet. So because we still have to release the DigiBuds. <laughs> Do you guys collect NFTs as well as make them? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, Jonathan does too. Faisal does too. We all do. Yes. <laughs> what are some products that you guys have been uh, aping into recently? One specifically that I uh, aped into recently that I like um, is Brain Vomit. <laughs> They're another flower project, actually. And I love the gritty art style. And um, I don't know if you guys are heard of them, but I just really like the vibe of their Discord too. And just the vibe of the artist. So it's kind of more like a artist crush type of thing <laughs> from my perspective, but really good investment too. <laughs> How about you, Jonathan? Well, for me, um, mostly recently I did dot, dot, dot. Uh, that's a very interesting project. Um, has a lot of like clues and treasure hunts and, you know, more than just the NFT itself. So it's, a pretty fun project. And then um, I also invest a lot in the uh, Wax platform also to a lot of the uh, play-to-earn games there. Do you guys feel that like utility is absolutely necessary now in the NFT space because there's so many NFT projects out now? I, I don't know that it's needed. I think that it's, if you're not thinking about it, I think you're not setting yourself up for failure, but you're not letting yourself, you know, think outside the box. So as of right now, we don't have utility, but we are thinking utility and we are thinking of what, you know, ways we can make these DigiBuds turn into um, something that's either gamified or, you know, there's so many different options that you can go with. So I, I think that it's not required, but it's something that you should all be thinking about for sure. This is going to sound dumb, but I'm all about saying dumb things. Do you think it would be a good idea possibly to have maybe some sort of pollination for your digibuds and have them evolve into flowers? Well, they were flower buds before, and this is this is the well, pollination. <laughs> well, well, like full-bloomed flowers, or you can have like digi-sunflowers. 
That's funny because I've definitely on my Instagram, I only have a, I don't, I didn't post much. My goal was more for personal, but I actually have a, like an animated or like a cartoon flower on there. That's funny. I mean, no, I've made potentially like, yeah, I'm definitely not against, um, you know, in the contract somehow implementing some sort of initiative to like evolve your Digibud in some way. Like that's definitely been a thought. So what's been the most useful tool for you guys to build a community? Has it been your Discord channel? No, um, I'd say it's definitely Twitter and even more specific Twitter spaces. Like, I mean, it's just, I think that's in a community where, you know, where we're all like, typing, um, you know, Twitter spaces is a bit different. It's a little bit more conversational and it kind of puts a real, um, I, it feels more real. Like we're real people here, you know, not, we're not just some bots or something. Um, and I think that plus, um, I have, I do have to give a shout out to like the polygon community in general. Um, you know, they've been nothing but great and kind of everyone in the community is just all like-minded, you know, we just all want to support each other. Um, and one of the main, um, hosts is like Beluga, uh, Beluga. And I think a lot of the polygon communities knows Beluga, so, um, yeah, just really Twitter spaces, I'd say is the best, you know, lurking in discords, you know, making friends there, that's definitely good and necessary too. But I think Twitter spaces has been, um, essential for us. And that's really been what's gotten the most growth for us. Yeah. I go into the polygon Twitter spaces every once in a while and I see Beluga and there's the other guy, uh, what's his name? Swole. Is it Swole? Uh, Oh, I was going to say Dave. He's part of uh, Goons, Crypto Goons, yeah. Yeah, I, I go in there once in a while. And that, that community is huge. They have, uh, they usually have one of the bigger spaces that's going on, on regular on a daily basis. So there's a whole lot of support going on there. But yeah, those guys are they're pretty kick-ass. Yeah, they're very big on community. They're, they're honestly, yeah, Beluga is a leader in community, um, not only in the Polygon space, but I'd say in the NFT space, yeah. So what are some of the difficulties you guys had in creating this project that you might be able to give some pointers to newer people in the NFT space that they could maybe avoid? I would say go with Polygon rather than going with Ethereum to start with. Um, the amount of cost that you're going to look at to launch a, an NFT project, you know, going with Ethereum is is really quite large and especially if you want to expand it and really have it be you know have a lot of functionality anyone have any questions for the digiba if you shout it out or uh raise your hand i'll bring it up to the box here raj always has questions no you guys are very good at explaining thank you um, I, I would like to say that, you know, feel free to look at our contract if you have any questions or if you'd like any explanations on that, you know, you can send us a, a DM or join our Discord and ask in there. Um, we're very open to discussing our work and, you know, enjoy discussing what we've put all, all of our effort into. Go ahead, Adele. Yeah, by the way, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was really, really... Um, 
really impressive. Uh, just keep listening. By the way, as I said, I just want to <laughs> to sleep. But after I just start listening, it was uh, like impossible going to sleep without having more information about your project. Guys, it's really impressive. I do not have a lot of questions because you already answered the most questions from Elon. So uh, good luck, guys. It's really a good project with great potential. And if you think about utility, you can make, make, that, make that too. Sorry. So it's all about uh, thinking out of the box. And I really appreciate uh, your vision and idea to help other people by um, going to no-profit organization uh, up there in America. It's really something because I believe in, in, in my mind you can do something for someone in any in any time or any anywhere. So yeah, thank you guys, and you got my support. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, appreciate. I really appreciate the kind words. Um, yeah, look, check out. You know, if you want to keep in touch, you know, just give us a follow on Twitter. You know, we're we're super happy to um talk with you as always. And we yeah, thanks thanks for joining. Yeah. FTZ, you got a question? Yeah, um, I stepped away for a second, um, and you may have already answered this, but how many, um, oh, who all's on your team, and what are your roles? Yeah, so I'll start. So I'm Suchi, and I am the artist of DigiBuds. I'm known as Spicy Stimuli on Twitter. And then we have uh, Faisal, who's our execution and also marketing. And then we have Jonathan and Angel, who are our uh, developers. On hell, sorry, on hell. <laughs> How did you guys uh, put your team together, or did you um, like did the art come first, or did the team come first? I'm just kind of curious about the process. So um, I think both really kind of came together around the same time. Um, one of my <clears throat> good friends introduced me to Jonathan's company, uh, Team True Tech, and they do um, a lot of software, <clears throat> a lot of, um, if you wanted to speak more on that, Jonathan, you're more than welcome to, but um, basically we just met him through his company and, um, you know, I shared like an overview of our project and he's, you know, him and his team were very interested and um, just by our first conversation, our first phone call together, um, it seemed like you know, ideas were kicking, um, you know, we were very compatible as far as a, a working relationship. And, um, you know, the rest was history. And, you know, this was a little over three months ago. Um, and, you know, we've been working together ever since. So, yeah, we like it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, because I'm, um, so I'm a new NFT artist. I just launched my first NFT on uh, Disrupt.Art, which is a new platform. And um, I've I've been kind of like, going through Twitter spaces and like asking people about uh, essentially like putting a team together or if that's necessary. Um, just, uh, I'm going to direct this at the artist. Did you mint anything as, as an independent, um, like, you know, on your own before you decided to join up with the team? Oh yeah, no, I was into NFTs before. Um, I will say like now I'm like super, super into NFTs, but like, yeah, art is what got me into it. Um, and also, by the way, full disclosure. So 
Faisal and I are dating, so we're living together. That's why we're here together. And um, we that's so I, that's how we met Jonathan. So just in case that was a little bit confusing. Yeah, and in terms of you know building a development team, I I do think that that's something that's very important. Um, there's you know a lot of guides out there, a lot of people that tell you they can do it in a week or two, and you know you really need to have a team that understands everything that's going on and what you're really looking to have done. Um, that's to me, that's very important. Um, I think that there's a lot of people that try to go the quick and dirty way and and find out later that that's a real big problem. And um, the other developer that's not on the call but works with me on this is a developer that I've worked with for over 18 years. So him and I have a, a really good relationship. And, you know, that's something that's important when you're working on a project like this. Reggie Mace, you requested to come up. You have a question. Yeah, um, more of a comment. I, so I, I, I was listening earlier and you guys were talking about the, the mental health and um, – I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I think a lot of projects use it as a buzzword, um, but they don't really, like, do anything about it. And so it's just really cool because I literally, like, 30 minutes before I jumped on this space, we just did an announcement um, and, and actually put, like, the National Crisis Hotline out there. And, and I think that's, like, one of the big opportunities we have in this NFT space is, like, I know for somebody like me, I, I have a really hard time in my, my real life talking to people, um, especially like I feel like I got to be strong and it shows weakness. But online, I could be a little bit more vulnerable because I'm I'm less guarded. I'm not I'm not worried about people judging me. And like I, I literally just sent a DM to one of my members and, and I said, like, screw the floor price. If we could save one person's life, I, I don't really care what the price of this is. So it's just like really cool to to hear that it's something that is more than a buzzword or a marketing term for you guys. Um, so I just, I just want to let you know, like I, I back that 100%. Great. I appreciate that. Oh, I was just talking on mute. <laughs> I, I was just talking on mute, but I was saying, no, um, you know, thanks for coming up here and sharing, you know, a little bit about yourself and why it impacts you and, yeah, exactly. Like it is kind of just a buzzword for many projects. And sometimes I'm like, so what are they doing? Like, you know, I, I feel the same way. And we didn't want to be that, you know, like, as Jonathan said, we are working on further utility. But right now, like our main focus is community. Like that's what we've been building. Um, and we want to make sure we're doing one thing right before adding another, you know. And I, and I just want to make a quick comment. <clears throat> you were talking about the crisis hotline. And that got me thinking, um, you know, I was looking at other projects and uh, Crypto Goons, Dave on the uh, Polygon space, he was talking about how their Discord has a 911 bot to where um, if somebody utilizes it, they can, it'll immediately contact every member of the team on different platforms. Um, and I think that is something that I'm going to be looking into really closely uh, because I do want it to where um, availability isn't an issue. And I know with every growing project, um, it's an exponential growth, right? Um, and just if you're looking at it from a realistic standpoint, um, you know, if you're flooded with DMs, who do you talk to first? Uh, what were your priorities? So I want to separate, you know, I want to try to funnel some of that priorities um, in some, you know, utility-based way to where, real-life utility, um, to where people can get the help that they need. 
And if this is our brand, we want to supply that the best way we can. The crypto goons guys are great. We had them on here um, back in October, I believe. Really super cool, awesome guys that uh, had a lot to say, and, and they do. They have a really great message. And like you were saying with the whole, uh, you know, you get in contact with them anytime you, you really need somebody. I think that's super important. And, you know, going back to what you're saying, where people use it as a buzzword, I say it to our team all the time. It it kind of pisses me off. And uh, I, I've said it to a few people that I'm close with on our team that it's almost like people are just saying it to like, to just say it. But what are you really doing to help? And that's what it really comes down to. Like, you could, I could say things until my face turns blue. I could say that I'm going to do something for cystic fibrosis, but until I go out there and I do something for it, what am I really doing other than just words? You know, and like what you guys are saying with mental health, like until you actually put some action into it, all you're doing is talking shit. And it, it kind of like, it, it agitates me a little bit. I'm glad that like people are getting a little bit more vocal about talking about their mental health, but until you really do something, I, I don't think you should really pin it on your name. Um, sorry for uh, getting a little bit off on a tangent, but it does it does upset me sometimes when people use stuff like that. That's really serious stuff, like the advantage of, of a project. I think it's I think it's kind of gross. Well, yeah. oh, sorry, um, it's like insulting too to people who are going through something, right? And it's yeah. like to use that as a marketing ploy. It's like it's it's honestly pathetic, but. Um, I, I, I could just tell that you guys are really serious about it. And, and honestly, like it, I've had a couple of projects reach out to me and say, Hey, we saw you have this mental health. We care about that too. And then I look and like, there's nothing about it anywhere. And it's like, okay, so you guys are just literally using that to build a partnership. And to me, that's, that's a sad thing. Cause like, I, when I think about this stuff, it makes me tear up, you know, cause when I have a member reach out to me and say, hey, I really appreciate that you guys had that conversation. Or like yesterday even, somebody reached out and was like, I need to talk to somebody. Is there like a, a licensed professional? We've had members like raise their hand who are, and it's like that that stuff matters so much. Um, and yeah, just, just to, to like, sorry not to beat up on these people, but like if anyone in here is thinking about using that as a marketing term, you're a bad person. That's all I got to say. We could beat up on people like that. Don't worry. Go ahead, Adele. Yeah, I just want to say something to Biggie. He's right because uh, there is, we find some uh, sometimes some some spaces or some group or group of people that trying to speak about something deep or something something like make made you interest uh, to what they saying uh, and try to get your support and going on. So I've been in one space, I will not mention the, the name, but uh, they talking about helping people and everything. So I got interested to get there and to listen to them and to participate and even to retweet and everything. But after 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 days, I figure out the, that they are just selling this, these NFTs, uh, music NFTs, and everything. They just made it as a marketing strategy. It's not about about the big, the big um, about the cause, for, sorry, or something something good for for other. It's just about getting more sales and everything. And I'm sorry, just to to point on that. 
Yeah. And I will, I will say, you know, we do see a lot of projects like that. And sometimes you have to think like, I mean, I'll just give them the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes I feel like people just don't know how, like they'll say they're mental health advocates, you know, they might have anxiety, they might have depression, but like, I agree. Yeah. If you're not doing anything or even, you know, trying, it's like, it looks bad, you know, not saying these people necessarily aren't struggling with these issues because so many people deal with them, you know? So that's why I think, you know, when, when we're trying to launch DigiBuds and, you know, grow our community, like that's why the community is really important. Um, and that's like just our huge focus. And we wanted to just kind of really have a true space where people can come and feel welcome. And of course, you know, we, we started trying to do that first talking about, you know, we're mental health advocates. Okay. Here's the charity. Okay. That's not enough, but so we'll add a real talk channel, you know, that's how it happened. And then that happened next. Um, we haven't had too much response in there and, you know, we really are serious about this. So we wanted to show it in another way. So that's why I wanted to host a therapeutic Tuesday. Cause I think, you know, Twitter spaces is where people engage more. I think you asked earlier, where's our main engagement? Um, It is Twitter spaces. So I just like really wanted to put my hand out there and show that like, yeah, I'm here for the NFT community and not just in an NFT way. Um, So yeah, projects really do have to do their due diligence and try. Doesn't necessarily mean they don't care, but I think a lot of people just don't know how to show it. What time do you do your therapeutic Tuesdays? So, yeah, there's not a set time. Um, yesterday, I think it was at 7. Yeah, but it's on tu- Yeah, Tuesdays. It's usually Tuesday evenings is what we're thinking. Um, but next Tuesdays are pre-sales, so we might not have the bandwidth. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll stay tuned. You know, we'll, we'll let you know. But, um, yeah, it, it kind of varies, um, but usually in the evenings. And we're in central time, so if that means anything. <laughs> How was the turnout on it this past Tuesday? Sorry? How was the turnout this past Tuesday? Did you have a good amount of people there? Oh, yeah. So it was our fir- it was actually our first Therapeutic Tuesday session, and it was about, you know, 10-ish people. Um, so it wasn't a huge turnout, but I've got to say, I was so happy. Like, it went exactly how I wanted. Like, the- everyone was there, and, you know, I started off to kind of make people comfortable, of course. And, you know, we had a one of my best friends in real life joined who's just getting into NFTs because of me. She joined too. And um, of course, like other NFT pals, we have um, a couple people we didn't know either. But by the end of the call, like, it felt like we all knew each other. And like, no one like we were talking about really personal things, you know, like, someone's talking about their divorce, <laughs> you know, just like anything. Um, and it felt like I already knew them like it was it was just nice. Um, so yeah, we're hoping for more of a turnout. And I, I understand, you know, you, a lot of people don't know me. So it's like, why would I want to join? But um, that's kind of our goal. We want to get ourselves known. So, you, you know, you want to actually join and know that we're true advocates and we're here for people. Just going back, before I forget to uh, say this, you know, I- Maybe I came off a little bit harsh, but maybe there's just a lack of education for what people actually recognize as mental health. I mean, you know, sure, you could be depressed if you break up with your significant other, if your boyfriend or your girlfriend cheats on you, if if you lose your job, you, you might be depressed. But I think we need to really raise awareness towards people that actually have 
full disabilities from some of these mental like you know mental illnesses that they have like obsessive compulsive disorder and stuff like that some people they can't even have a job because of stuff like this and i mean that's that's really what it is i mean you might be a little bit sad here and there but maybe some people just confuse you know being upset with really full-blown like mental health problems and i don't know if i came off a little harsh with the way i was saying things before but um, maybe it's just educational awareness is maybe the first step that we need in order to to get it out you know and have people uh just be able to talk about it and not feel so uncomfortable, you know, saying how they feel. Yeah, I completely agree when, you know, there's something in your life causing the depression. It's a little bit easier to talk about because, you know, there's a cause. It's like, or you're anxious about, you know, um, something specific too. like, it, it's different when you're just experiencing it for seemingly no reason. I completely understand. I mean, it's not a competition, which is worse. Um, but yeah, like it's, it really is different. Like, like exactly as you said, it's a true disability. Um, I like to give kind of like, um, it's kind of like a disability analogy. So like, if you guys have ever heard of the spoon theory, um, people with invisible disabilities, um, they tend to have less spoons and spoons are essentially the energy we have to do things. And a lot of the time people with invisible disabilities, you know, um, not just mental health, but like mental health, of course, is included, but like your spoons change on a daily basis and you only have so many spoons <laughs> you're able to use. Um, and so that's that's something that a lot of people don't understand. Like it, I, I'm really glad you said that because it it really is a true disability. Like exactly when I when I was super depressed, like I physically couldn't wake up, it felt like Um when I experience anxiety, like I get dyspnea, which is like the feeling of not getting enough oxygen. Like it's, I like, I'm at work and I have to go to the bathroom because I feel like I'm being a weirdo in public and like trying to breathe, just trying to breathe. And it's like, it's stressful. And, you know, everyone has their own version of that. Well, ev not everyone, but a lot of us that deal with mental illnesses. So yeah, no, I'm really glad you said the disability thing. Cause that's, that's exactly kind of my point. Um, and the, the general types of discussions I wanted to have. Yeah. Very cool. Have, have you guys done any giveaways with your project to your community? Yeah, we've done, um, Digibuds giveaways and actually, um, we surprised all of the giveaway winners. They all have their Digibuds in their wallets now. Airdropped all of the current winners. Yeah, and yeah, we did a surprise uh, airdrop for the current giveaway winners, and they won't be revealed till the 16th. So they're like, if you went to the OpenSea and uh, looked at those images, it shows blooming in progress. We've got a nice little cute GIF going on over there. Uh, but with current giveaways, we actually have two collab giveaways happening at the moment one of them is with subducts uh, for those of you who don't know them um, a friend of mine's on that project uh, they're a blue chip ethereum project and uh, they got these really dope ducks and frogs and toads so uh, we're decided to give away two of their frogs um, and it's still going uh, that's going to go till our launch date i think there's already like almost 700 um, engagement on there or 700 retweets. Um, but then we're also doing a collab join for join giveaway with um, Crypto Goons. Uh, I know we've mentioned them quite a few times already. They're awesome. We love their team. They love us. It's a, it's a good relationship. 
And um, and yeah, with the join for join for Discord, we're giving away uh, you know one of our um, Digibuds, and they'll give away one of their Zomgoons, which they actually just released those um, yesterday. So they're you know they're promoting that as well, and I think it's I think it was a good timing on both of our parts. So have you guys decided to do any um, any in the future partnerships with any of these? Uh, other NFT projects, or is it kind of just like a co-marketing deal that you have right now? Um, so I'm not gonna say we have anything definitive right now. We have, you know, some projects we're talking about for true potential collabs in the future. But right now, you know, um, come launch time, nothing specific set in stone yet. But we do have a couple groups and projects like that we're talking to. Yeah. Very cool. Aiden, do you have any questions for him? Oh man, I just woke up and and came in here. I'm sorry, I I'm following and uh and getting caught up. All right. Anybody else have any questions for the Digibuds? Want to come up and give a shout out? Just say hi. All right. Well, we're getting towards the top of the hour. Can you tell everybody once again how they would get onto your whitelist? Yeah, sure. Um, so right now we're keeping it pretty simple. Um, we just want to, it's kind of just a thanks for our early supporters. Um, since there's no gas fee with Polygon, um, you just get a discount on our whitelist. But to get on the whitelist, all you have to do is follow us on Twitter and invite two people to our Discord using your personal uh, invite link. And if you know, if someone needs help with that, you know, you can reach out to any of us. All right, very cool. Um, I'm pretty much tapped out with questions. I usually could only go for an hour before I start losing <laughs> track of myself. I understand. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, so uh, I just wanted to thank you guys. Uh, everybody, check out their website. It's digibuds, D-I-G-I-B-U-D-Z dot I-O. Um, the whitelist is still going on for the next few days, and then they're going to be launching on the 16th at 10 p.m. Central Time. Uh, follow mm -hmm. them on Twitter, uh, drop in their Discord, say hi to them, and uh, just remember, if you're having a hard day, there is no weakness in talking about it. That's only strength when you when you reach out and you ask for a helping hand. So uh, I really want to thank you guys for coming here, talking with our community, uh, telling us about your project, and. Uh, I wish you the best of luck in the future. And whenever you want, feel free to stop by. We do these things all the time. Yeah, thanks so much for, you know, hosting us on your platform. Um, you have a really great group audience. And um, I really enjoyed all the questions and comments and, you know, hearing people talk about how mental health has impacted their life, too, and not just talking about a project. I, I like that. Um, no, so thank you so much. I thank you, too. And uh, I hope you have a great night. Thanks for everybody that stopped by. I uh, appreciate it. And once again, check out the Digibuds, uh, digibuds.io, and that's Digibuds with a Z. So uh, really looking forward to the great things you guys have in store. And uh, thank you again. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks, everyone.